This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best fiend, Derek. And you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Ashley, when the heck are we this week? Well, we're still in 1990 all year long, and October time is in full swing. The sidewalks are aflame with fallen foliage, and the first lady... And our favorite first lady of the podcast, Barbara Bush, is back in the news. This week, she's making waves for her unprovoked takedown of a popular new family show called The Simpsons. Here's what Barb's had to say. George Sr.'s wife uh, had a cover story in People magazine. And in it, she said, I love America's funniest home videos, but remains baffled after sampling The Simpsons. It was the dumbest thing I had ever seen, she says, but it's a family thing, and I guess it's clean. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then Marge responded. Heaven knows we're far from perfect, and, if truth be known, maybe just a wee bit short of normal. But as Dr. Seuss says, a person is a person. I try to teach my children, Bart, Lisa, and even little Maggie, always to give somebody the benefit of the doubt and not talk badly about them, even if they're rich. It's hard to get them to understand this advice when the very first lady in the country calls us not only dumb, but the dumbest thing she ever saw. Ma'am, if we're the dumbest thing you ever saw, Washington must be a good deal different than what they teach me at the current events group at the church. So that started a full-on feud, and then Barb had to strike back. I'm glad you spoke your mind. I foolishly didn't know you had one. Okay, so now George with an elbow drop from the top rope. Well, let me tell you something. We are going to keep on trying to strengthen the American family to make American families a lot more like the Waltons and a lot less like the Simpsons. Ooh, oh. And finally, the Simpsons get the last laugh, of course. Huh? Hey, we're just like the Waltons. We're praying for an end to the Depression, too. Dang, okay. Salty, salty. Yeah, so that was not edited. That was a series of back and forth that were captured between the <laughs> a weird feud that started between <laughs> the Bush family as if they had nothing better to do than engage with. I mean, in some ways... I kind of respect that they were having fun with mm-hmm. it, especially Barbara. Um, we know she's a prankster from last week with her yep. cat book. First, dog was book. a dog book. Yeah, yep. Millie. Uh, <laughs> so her her jabs I thought were pretty funny. Bush, you know, invoking it at a rally is pretty silly, but mm-hmm. sure, you know, um, we've seen we've seen much more ludicrous uh, in recent times, Ashley. Anyway, uh, can you check to see what new movies are showing this week? Sure. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Guess who's back playing a retired DEA agent out to hunt down and kill a Jamaican drug posse? Who? Steven Seagal in oh. Marked for Death. Eh, any interest? Any interest? Uh, you know, we got our Steven Seagal fix months ago and I'm still satiated. Okay. Okay. All right. So next we have some kind of fantasy comedy with Jim Belushi and Michael Caine called Mr. Destiny. Looks all right. Um, there's also a strange advertisement for a midnight showing at this small theater down the street. All it says is troll to eat before we eat you. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, is I'm that- in the, I'm in the Halloween mood, the October mood. So I say we go with troll too. All right, fine. Let's go. Derek, <laughs> you in? I'm hungry. Let's go. All right. <laughs> You're late. I'm sorry we had a small mishap. Here are the keys. Um, here are ours. Have a nice stay at Milbar. You in our city. Still telling the same story, Josh? Powers of evil are very strong here. I must leave. (laughs) 
Goblins don't exist. Goblins don't exist. Ugh. Let's make some sweet, sweet popcorn. <laughs> oh, God. All you have to do, all you have to do is uh, heat it up, right? Ew, yeah. <laughs> With their mouths. <laughs> you know, that was a lot of sweet, gooey, disgusting imagery <laughs> all throughout this movie. Um, we are fresh out of Troll 2, traumatized, certainly, um, stunned like the crowd we saw it with. There were some people who seemed to be in on the joke and enjoying it. There might have been some people with like uh, very red eyes that, that were really in on the joke um, and green face paint. But other than that, a lot of people were just stunned like us. Ashley, do you like the experience of, let's call them, so bad they're good i didn't come up with that phrase obviously so bad they're good movies is this your type of movie experience or were you off put by it uh it's hard to answer so there's certain parts of the movie i thought were really funny so it's kind of hard to answer because overall uh i did not like this type of movie at all okay minus like 10 we'll go seven percent seven percent i was like this is kind of funny not and a great ratio. Would, yeah. And then it would go to terrible. So I don't have to watch it again. I don't think, you know. It's supposed to be a horror film. So the fact that you're saying it's funny, they didn't quite. Well, well yeah, it's not. That. I mean, <laughs> true, true. It is a horror movie, but it's a campy horror movie. There's plenty of horror movies that like have comedic moments or comedic imagery. I mean, the ratio of like, this to something like Leprechaun, which has legitimate scares, but also plenty mm -hmm. of intentional comedy and and, and Chucky uh, or Bright. Yeah. yeah, even even Chucky, like this is this is definitely a campy horror movie. And I guess some of the, the comedy comes unintentionally. Mm -hmm. It's why it's been this movie, we have to just address right up front, like even though we're just coming out of a screening in 1990, we are aware of the, the future cult following that this movie will mm -hmm. achieve. I mean, Ashley, how can you explain the appeal of movies like this, even if this one wasn't to your tastes, so to speak? I mean, it's just, well, I mean, the so bad it's good, obviously. So people are like watching it thinking like, oh, it's a movie and like put people put money into it. But there's certain like gems about it that just make it quotable, entertaining. It's very different than any movie you've ever seen. I mean, I get why people are obsessed with it. I totally get that. Yeah. I'm just not one of those people. Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, I think that the they start right off the right off the bat with the people in the troll costumes. The costume yeah. work is fascinating. The the gooey green practical yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's i mean it is very analog for the most part practical effects throughout the movie um aside from the parts you found funny actually what do you think would have been the easiest thing like do you think it was the the performances do you think it yeah. was the writing do you think it was the kind of production value what what do you think <laughs> was most glaring it's a trick question I feel yeah like. um no, we'll like, I, I know all those no, things no, no, are no. bad yeah but like, we'll start what... with the, the acting it was okay. really hard to watch that people act or try to because it took you out of the movie and you're like i don't know if they're like stand-in actors but then they got so they did there was a lot of people that showed up for this movie to do um to be like extras and stuff and they ended up getting main parts what i read so uh, most of these actors are not like real actors and then right. they get these big parts in like a movie that they're like, oh, it's going to be on the big screen, which obviously made it to the big screen in a different way. Um, but yeah, the acting was bad. Like the witch, they'd like zoom in on her face. And then like, I just, I couldn't handle it. She was like over the top, like too over the top. Terrible. Maybe because her, in addition to her performance, she's like trying to outact her makeup and her yeah. character design as well, which is very, um, over the top in terms of her bad teeth, her crazy like uh, hair, 
and then her, you know, weird skin, but they give her a makeover at one point and you can see kind of her and all of her seductive beauty. Yeah. Before she pops that corn before the popcorn scene, we're going to get to that. I want to get to, I want to get to all the scenes involving corn. Uh, but <laughs> the the movie kind of starts with uh, a familiar device where a grandfather is reading a story, uh, a scary story to his grandson in bed. And the story is about trolls or goblins? Goblins. Just, okay, yes. <laughs> the movie is called yeah. Troll 2. There's um, no trolls. There's no trolls. But then again, I I, I knew that was a thing that they they sequel they titled this movie troll 2 even though it wasn't a sequel to troll but then i went back and watched the trailer for troll 1 and they have the exact same powers and they look the same so they didn't call them trolls because of copyright issues even though i think they're both they both had the same mgm logo at the beginning and they sell two pack dvds of troll and troll 2 so uh. it's an unofficial sequel that later became more popular than the original which is all weird, but yeah. <laughs> get, but get this: the trolls in Troll One, they transform, they do magic, and then they turn, uh, like not necessarily people into plants, like they do in this movie, but they turn settings into these like fertile green areas. It's very yeah, okay. so. There are, I think, trolls and goblins are interchangeable terms. Okay. But then the troll, so, hmm, so is the first movie, the second movie is not supposed to be like a sequel to the first movie, right? It's not, they had no rights or no, they weren't, you know, in any way affiliated with the first movie in the studio or someone just decided in the marketing department, like people, that's part of the reason the actors didn't even know it came out. One, it only went to a few theaters, including the one we were lucky enough to track down and yeah. two because they were probably operating under the the assumption that it was going to be called goblin because <laughs> there they there's a whole thing in the movie about nilbod um nilbog nilbog of course Duh. and we it's not a doblin yeah a doblin. <laughs> good one when when at what point in the movie did you realize um nilbog was goblin backwards when the kid said it in the mirror okay, i never so, even thought about it no yeah so even though we've all seen the shining and Red Rum is famously murder backwards. We we didn't. <laughs> they tricked us. Yeah, um, they got us. Yeah, we just took Nilbog at face value. Let's talk about we you, we touched on performances, but and they're legendarily bad. That's fair to say. Yeah. I I did think that they started off gr believable enough to where like the kid and the grandpa like they were they were B movie bad. But they didn't get crazy bad until they like got to the house and the and the father was like chasing the kid up the stairs. The kid is struggling, but he's kind of the one he's like in a lot of these uh, horror movies with with kids at the center. He's the only one that sees the truth. So he's trying to convince everyone around him of it, but they don't believe him because he's a kid. And um, then there's the sister who is a workout aficionado. Mm -hmm. great dancer great dancer great um perm. great perm yeah great <laughs> workout gear sweaty she's actually working out with a barbell like in her bedroom which is pretty funny on a on a bench press yeah. so <laughs> and then the the boyfriend her boyfriend subplot which i guess that's where the performance is what her performance is she's just yelling the whole time as much yeah. as she i want her to be a icon and a fashion role model her performance is the least nuanced of anyone. She's like smiling when she shouldn't be and yelling <laughs> all of her, all of her lines. And then her boyfriend comes in and they had that really weird exchange. Um, Ashley. Oh yeah. Wait, yeah. do you have a clip from it? No, we don't have a clip from it, oh, but okay. it's, it's one of the like iconic moments in the movie where he <laughs> like hits on her. He throws out a homophobic slur and then you know it's my dad will eat your nuts that line yeah he'll chop off your tiny little balls or something um and then eat them uh, but she's so much none of this movie needs to be believable it's just kind of unfortunate that that his whole 
subplot is like that he's more in love with his friends than her. Mm-hmm. So he won't go anywhere without her, his friends. I mean, maybe it's maybe that's kind of an interesting commentary. And then there's the the patriarch of the movie, um, who is the one who has kind of the longest, uh, the the largest afterlife beyond this movie in terms of fan appreciation. And he's really embraced his role. What did you think of the dad character, Ashley? I mean, hmm. it's just hard. It's, I just got just really distracted by his acting. So like, I can't even concentrate on how he was in the movie without his shitty acting. He was really in shape. I'll give him that. Yeah. He, um, drinks protein sh- shakes and still works out in his in his free time yeah, as, of, as of the documentary <laughs> about this movie uh well okay let's talk about the the seven percent of the things that you found funny <laughs> or entertaining um was it let me just guess was it the food oh, well more particularly or specifically when he peed on the food that was funny that was really funny Here's a clip leading up to that moment. Here, try this. It looks good. How about this? Yeah, Don't let them eat, Joshua. For the love of God, don't let them eat. <laughs> Aren't you hungry, Joshua? Yes. Stop them, Joshua. You're the only one that can do it. If they eat, they'll come to the same end as Peter in the story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Peter. I forgot about the story. I I thought he was going to, at several moments in this movie, I thought he was just going to, like, rip the tablecloth off the table and or, you know, knock over the table or do something, like, just since they had 30 seconds, just take the food out of their hands. But he 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 went for it. Very ingenuitive with his approach and mm-hmm. that was probably the best way to ensure that they definitely weren't going to eat it um which leads to the most one of the most hang famous on, hang lines on, hang of the on. movie i must do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we do hear it we don't see it yeah like wait i don't think we see the liquid but we do Mm-mm. we do hear it it that was that's a funny but in a in a really like I think that was an earned funny moment instead of just some of like the bad acting and stuff. That was a legitimately uh, clever beat mm-hmm. and shocking in a, in a funny way. Uh, so the dad like grabs him, runs upstairs with him, And then Ashley, do you want to perform the line? Okay. He's going up the stairs and there's like signs on each door. Like, this is my room. This is your room. This is your sister's room. Blah, 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 blah. And then he throws him on the bed and he says, and that, and you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. That's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. There's some like that. That's like the 7%. There's like some gems in there. You're like, this is actually really funny. I mean, it's not supposed to be funny. I don't know, but it's pretty that, it, it doesn't even end there. So like the piss on hospitality line, he, when he goes to these, hospitality. I won't allow it. Mm-hmm. That was, that was funny. That's the line they always ask him to repeat when he goes to these screenings. I thought <laughs> it was even more ridiculous when he starts pulling out his belt and oh yeah, he, he tightens, he says he's going to tighten one of the loops on his belt. He's going to go one size smaller to start to stave off the hunger pains because yeah, I he forgot about that <laughs> because now they're on a impromptu hunger strike apparently because the kid pissed on the food um, and then <laughs> that was the only food in the house what are you going to do to me daddy tighten my belt by one loop so i don't feel hunger pains you can get a feeling from that the cadence he's just like spitting line after line even he's like he's amping it up but it's it's there's no there's no ebbs and flows. He's just mm-hmm. kind of like doing one line reading after another. But those are the transcendent moments where <laughs> it's so weird and so unexpected that it's genuinely entertaining, in, in my opinion. Um, I was triggered by, not to use the word, not to use that phrase lightly, but um, I was triggered in, in kind of a low-level way just with all the 
the food imagery. I mean, before the food gets pissed on, it's all it's it's just these like cakes and there's sandwiches that just have green like jello yeah, yeah. Uh, goo in the in the middle. There's like yogurt, uh, chunky yogurt that's like off. It's like a mint or an off green. Um, and before the the sexy corn scene, which <laughs> was very sexy, there's the uh, corn scene where there's just like green toothpaste on top of it. Nobody acknowledges that the food looks weird, do they? No. Yeah. Well, that's why I was kind of that's why I was like startled because when they have that whole like feast prepared for them, like everything's like baked with green on it. Like when you be like, this is kind of strange. So like, I have no? I have a an explanation for that. Okay. So okay. The, the family is under some sort of spell where they cannot see it, but the kid can. So when you see the green, it's it's from like the kid or the grandpa's perspective. So the people don't know that they're eating. They're drinking like green Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. I think you're giving the movie too much credit. That's a that's actually a, a reasonable theory because yeah. we do know that the trolls can disguise themselves. So most of the time when we're seeing people in Nilbog, they're they're all trolls, correct? There's no yeah. there's no non-troll people there. Yeah, so, there's just trolls and the witch. Yeah. So we see the witch is the one who her troll state is more human like, I think. Mm -hmm. than the other trolls that are full on trolls. But it is, we do know they have the power to uh, control what people see. So that's not a bad, that's not a bad, not theory. bad theory. Yeah. One other thing that uh, I was wondering about in the movie was it's pro. Uh, actually, can you just explain what the trolls actually do? The goblins actually do to people. They eat them. How though? What's the whole process? Oh gosh. Okay. So once a human ingests like any type of green substance, they get like really sick and they start sweating green and then they slowly, but surely turn into vegetables and then they turn into a vegetable goop and then the goblins eat them. Yeah, sometimes it's slowly. Sometimes it's like instantly. There's really yeah. no consistency, but you either turn into goop or turn into a tree. It's very confusing. Oh uh, yeah. Just to, just to clarify the people they can't eat people as flesh. They are the whole town is vegetarians. So in order to be able to meet their dietary restrictions, because um, they they mentioned they kind of like scold people at several points in the movie for gr eating gross well, stuff like, like eggs hall. and yeah. bacon. And then there's mm -hmm. like a, a church um, sermon where, yeah, they're really like going to town on how bad people people's habits are. So mm -hmm. they turn people into vegetables sort of i mean they're just like toxic green goo but let's say that they're vegetable product yeah. and then they lick it up they like scoop it up with their hands and shovel it in their mouths um what was your theory what was your theory when you were watching this movie on it's like pro uh vegetarianism versus meat eating message well, it's based off of the fact that the um okay, because I know the answer too, but I was just wondering what oh. did you think during the movie? Oh no, I didn't. Did you think, think it, it had a message? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I really didn't read a lot into this. Well, movie, it seemed so. very preachy, though. Like, I mean, literally at times, I was. Yeah. I was. Don't I don't. Mean. That's not giving the movie too much credit because it turns yeah. out it it really did have that meaning. Mm -hmm. A double decker bologna sandwich. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but okay. Anyway, actually, sorry. I just wanted, I, I was, I was theorizing a lot during the movie. Uh, you were, you were checked out, but what was the actual <laughs> explanation? Um, so the director's, uh, wife and the co-writer got the idea to write the movie with, after several of her friends became vegetarians. Yeah. She was making fun of them. So yeah. the, the vegetarians in this movie aren't role models because that one, they look like hideous creatures, um, <laughs> hideous monsters, and two, they eat people. So yeah. hideous is, an I mean, it's relative, <laughs> uh, but I think at one point they call them disgusting monsters. So yeah. Okay. Words from, from the text, but yeah, she was, she was basically making them like vampires to where they have to justify their desires by like, pretending they're not actually eating meat and in this case mm -hmm. like a very um immoral form of meat human flesh 
um, by guy by like disguising it as vegetarianism. So that was, I didn't think this was pro vegetarian. I just thought it definitely had some kind of subversive message as I was watching Mm -hmm. it. So that was fun. That was fun to find out. Um, yeah. So what are some of the other funny moments that, that you want to call out from this movie, Ashley? I really liked when that guy Arnold was turned into a tree. <laughs> yeah. One of, um, the and sister's his friend tried to drag him friends. out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was one of the better effects in the movie for sure. Yeah. I thought the tree actually looked pretty good. And, um, okay. So he's, he drinks a little bit of the porridge or whatever the witch gives him. And the other girl turns into like vegetable meal and the goblins eat her. And then he only has a sip. So he starts to like develop into this tree. And during the actual filming of it, his shoes were screwed into the base of the tree. So he had to remain stationary there for 14 hours. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Like that's nuts. But when he was saying, get me out of there, he was just talking to the director. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. And when the guy like, when his friend like removed his mouthpiece and then yeah. he spit out like the green goo, I actually thought that was pretty good. And the branches like growing out of his fingers and stuff. So whoever did like the makeup and stuff for that was actually, I was pretty impressed. That's probably the best in the movie. And when people kind of melt into the floor, it looks pretty it's not convincing bad. as well too. Yeah. It's in the, the troll costumes were the goblin costumes were really cool. Um, they just weren't scary. I mean, they looked yeah. goofy. Like they, they were, the faces and stuff were intricate. There was that one with the yellow eyes mm-hmm. that was really disturbing. Um, they had like uh, tree limbs fashioned into pitchforks that were oh, kind yeah, of- Oh yeah, when he speared him? Yeah, yeah, they spear one and they spear the boyfriends. But no, they spear, yeah, I think it is him. Or no, it's one of no, his, his friends. Yeah, they spear yeah. the man, the dude that ended up turning into half plant, half human. Right, Yeah. right. We were just talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the effects were were good. I thought the we've highlighted some of the the fun dialogue, and they were in the music, um, which Derek might have mentioned, is good. ever present. Yeah, it's it's like appropriately all throughout the movie, and and adds some texture to the the goings ons. Uh, Only a synthesizer, synthesizer. That's it. Really? Nice. Yeah, I, I saw some footage of them playing it in the in the dock. Uh, dock. Do we want to talk about the best worst documentary now, or save that for rank the blank? Save it for rank the blank. Okay. Yeah, I'll just say this is there is a movie, a documentary about this movie called Best Worst Movie, which came out in two thousand nine, I believe. So there are people that one love this movie and have you know like had troll viewing parties since like pre myspace and then two um some people do think that this is like the worst movie of all time (laughs) so or the like the best example of a so bad it's good movie ever Mm -hmm. so we're gonna share our own versions of that in a little bit um i want to talk about the corn scene we've mentioned it so many times but the the evil witch who is like the troll mother the goblin mother i'm just gonna mm-hmm. mess that up every time uh the troubling she, yeah the troubling uh, she carries a ear of corn to the rv <laughs> where the boyfriend and his friends have been staying um and she's just like rubbing it against her thigh she's now transformed sort of into uh, an attractive dark-haired lady who's dressed like Elvira. Um, Not exactly the same look, but in that vein. And she basically seduces him with her cleavage and her corn. She's like, Ashley, you're making making a face. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. You described the whole thing. I don't know. (laughs) Well, in order to pop the corn, they both Lady in the Tramp style chomp on it from opposite not opposite ends of the cob but opposite sides of the cob meeting in the middle and then when you think that's enough to like hammer home the point it actually starts popping and filling up the rv with with popped corn that's the the seven percent yeah in the heat of the moment (laughs) exactly and does anything even happen to that guy or maybe it's just yeah i think it's he's fine 
I guess he did eat it, so he's screwed. Yeah. Yeah, um, but they don't show anything with him afterwards. Right. So he just wakes yeah. up and it's. He fine. wakes up in a bathtub full of popcorn or something. Uh, right. A bed full of popcorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's work our way to the climax, so to speak. Um, the <laughs> grandfather pops back in, so to speak, and he <laughs> gives the the son like a pep talk and a backpack. Um, the pep talk consists of a few platitudes about you have to be good to stop the goblins. You have to touch the stone. You have to like tree. destroy the stone that's powering them. That's connected to a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the stone called? Do you remember? No, it was a part of the what's the famous stone thing stonehenge, stonehenge. Stone? yeah yeah oh stonehenge <laughs> yeah. yeah so they look at us he, him oh, and the kid <laughs> him and the kid put their hands on the stonehenge and momentarily momentarily kind of stun the goblins but then he's overpowered and it's just the kid and he gets surrounded by goblins and finally the grandpa says don't open the backpack until you absolutely need it and so fucking vague dude yeah and so he clearly you know we're waiting for it clearly he's getting surrounded by trolls his only defense is whatever is in the backpack and ashley i fell asleep oh my god i fell asleep i don't know what's in the backpack okay well derek knows it's a mini it's a mini goblin well take a guess let's let her guess before okay 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 you tell her um it's a giant star that blinds everyone and opens and blows them up <laughs> i mean you're so close derek what is it uh <laughs> honestly i i don't remember either okay well you watched, <laughs> we you just watched it. it you y'all are y'all are um dead for sure you're goners so you played a clip from it earlier it's a double decker <laughs> bologna sandwich um oh it's meat <laughs> yeah it's meat it's not just, they call it a double decker, but if I'm picturing a double decker bologna sandwich, I'm picturing like two to four, yeah. two to four pieces of bologna. This is like if you took the entire um, uh, Oscar Mayer bologna thing out of the package at once and you had like four inches deep Yum. of bologna slices on a bun. Damn, four inches and he, deep, baby. And he just bites it. Like that's, he doesn't throw it. With I mean, well, why would he it? throw it? Yeah, he eats it. And that's what, that's what destroys them. Who thought of that? Well, I know who thought well, of that. Ending, that's, like, that's crazy. See, that's if you hadn't fallen asleep, that's when you would have known, okay, well, clearly they're hammering home whatever mixed message yeah. they have going on here because because now meat destroys evil. Yeah. So meets eat the it. hero. Yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, that was that was pretty wicked. And then um just when you think they're going to be okay, the family like gets out of town, they go back home. And then there's a nice horror movie twist at the end. Um, does anyone remember that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I woke up during that part. I had to rewind it because I was like, what's happening? Because I think this is legitimately like, this is one of the most well done sequences in the movie. So from what I can remember, um, they go home and they're, him and his mother are sitting at the dining room table and she's eating an apple. And he's like, I'm going to go upstairs. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to take a shower. I'm pretty tired. And she has to buy this apple. She said, do you want any? He's like, no, I'm good. And then I'm not going to eat for 20 years. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not going to eat for 20 years. And then she goes to take a shower and he hears the shower running and he comes in and she's all this goop and the goblin's eating her, probably. She ate the apple. Well, yeah, I already said that. So she's turning into a goblin. Or yeah, troll. but how did the why was the apple poisoned was, or you know and how yeah, it was did a they red like, apple right it was i was expecting almost for it to be a dream but the movie basically ends on uh she's she's like uh, dissolved into greenness in the shower um and then he goes downstairs and a baseball bounces down the steps i think it said your mom was good to eat because earlier in the movie the same thing That's happens messed up but it says, you know, it says whatever that tag, uh, eat before we eat you. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the kids throws him a ball when they're leaving Nilbod supposedly, Nilbog supposedly, and it says that the tagline. But yeah, I think this one says, um, 
your mom was good to eat. And then he screams and cut to credits. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I That's- mean, that, that scene was actually legitimately atmospheric and done like almost in a different, a whole different style than the rest of the movie, I thought. And they don't show the goblins, which helps probably. Yeah, that does help. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that was Oof. exhausting. Um, Ashley, um, before we take a break from this segment and go to rank the blank, would you like to take us to Poetry Corner? Uh, yeah, before that, really quickly, I have a new tagline for the movie. You. Eat before we eat you. Okay. And yeah. the new tagline it's for maybe for troll three would be meet me M E A T period. The hero <laughs> meet okay. the hero. Yeah. There's the famous <laughs> Smith's song or Morrissey song. Meet is murder. So meet the hero. It's the, it's the opposite. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> troll two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good start. Fa- <laughs> Thanks. A family goes on vacation to a very small town. It's called Neilbog. How enticing does that sound? Joshua, the youngest child, is warned not to go by his dead grandpa Seth, but on with the show. The family of four arrives to a bountiful feast at the table of green scones, green juice, other green things, maybe even a bagel. Joshua quickly pees in all the food so they don't eat it. And good thing, because once you do, your life turns to shit. More specifically, you turn into a pile of vegetable goo because goblins are vegetarians. I thought you knew. There's a <laughs> there's a witch with the most annoying voice in acting ever, whose head instead of her hand should have been severed. Oh. Anyway, there's a battle with evil versus good, and Joshua's family absorbs good light from this tree wood. And voila, the witch and goblins have been defeated, minus the ending where the mom has been eaten. Ha ha. Perfect. Oh. Eated. <laughs> just eated it. Just, just eated it. Just meet it. How about that for a tagline? Mm, no. Okay. Mm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that has a weird owl song. Just eat it. Just eat it. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Eat it. No one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Copyrights. Beautiful yeah. job with Poetry Corner, Ashley. Um. We're going to give our final thoughts, thoughts on Troll 2. Thoughts on this. Shortly. But before we do, we're going to play Rank the Blank. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, yeah. Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, favorite worst movie, AKA, so bad it's good, AKA, best worst movie. Ashley, what are some examples of these type of movies? So you have your classics, so like Rocky Horror, which actually is a really good movie, so I don't know about that one. Um, Edward movies, Nostalgia, you have Spice World, which I loved. Mortal Kombat, still love. Power Rangers, I don't know. Um, Creatures, Anaconda, like Placid, Sharknado, Cats, maybe. All sorts of B-horror movies like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which I also loved. And then wherever like Showgirls kind of fits in, which I forgot about. Well, (laughs) yeah, I I think we're going to have a healthy discussion with our choices on which one is the best worst. But Mm -hmm. Just from your reactions there, it's really clear that this is like subjective. Like you think Rocky Horror, yeah. you call that a good movie, mm-hmm. but you know, and Killer Clowns, like those are super campy, and the acting is equally bad, and it's equally unnatural. I should say, like bad is subjective, but those are equally unrealistic. So I don't know, what is it? Why do you call those good? I think it's because I watched them when I was younger. Okay. So I, don't, I mean, oh, I haven't. Se- I mean, I haven't seen them since I was a kid, and as a kid, they were really good and interesting. But if I'd watched Trolls Two or Troll Two as a kid, too, would I've liked it? I don't know. Maybe I would have loved it. Yeah, I w- I was trying to figure out if we had done this topic before, and I think the one I was confusing it with is cult movies. Um, so no, I think we have done this topic before because I picked the Son of the Mask. <laughs> 
But at that best, was, worst, that was, I think it was that just was worst sequel. movie. No, that was worst sequel. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty positive we haven't. Um, I, I, I did an exhaustive search of of everything we've done, and we did we did cult movies, which, again, like, what's so fun about good bad movies is the relationship you build with them, whether it's mm-hmm. like watching it with other people or meeting people that are into something like really unusual. Um, that you thought you were the only one that that liked it and pre-internet when the cults slowly developed and then would eventually find out about each other and and combine and have midnight movie screenings and and things like that Um, it's a little different now I feel like but but that's kind of what you're describing like if you watch something younger before you know Mm -hmm. it has a reputation and you feel like like if you had discovered this movie just randomly you would have been like wow i'm maybe on to something <laughs> like yeah. it's so it's so unusual <laughs> that it i want to like tell other people about it if you discovered it because it had the title the label of best worst movie well then you're going to kind of go into it with with you know different expectations this movie shit. yeah so um anyway that's uh those are some of the the obvious examples let's talk about the final nominees of course we have Troll 2, um, honorary nominee from the, the movie we watched. And the thing I was mentioning about the director is that I don't know whether this, in the moment, he said that he wasn't paying attention to its reception. He was occasionally asking people. He lived in Italy. Um, he was an, an Italian director, um, which is illustrious for its like B- horror movies a little bit different than this but um has its own whole scene and he's like i i wasn't really paying attention to what people were saying i didn't care but as soon as he finds out that there's like this cult following developing around it he's very eager to go to america and just taking him at face value as best i can from the documentary he comes off like he knew exactly what he was doing. He's so proud <laughs> that people finally took this movie back and uh, reclaimed it for how important and meaningful it was. Like he interesting. Gives very self-serious kind of off-putting um, responses. I mean, he's sweet. He seems like a sweet guy, but like it's a little, it comes off a little tone deaf um, in my opinion in, in the best worst documentary. Um, they interview the writer lady. I didn't know they were married. They just call her the writer in the documentary um and you call her her the writer lady yeah i like that she's a writer lady yeah she's a writer she's a lady she's not a vegetarian um so she she talks about that history with it and then they show the composer as well going to town on some of those synthesizers so it's at least multiple synthesizers but everyone put a lot of heart into this movie and then they were all blindsided when it actually came out. One, they literally were blindsided when people started calling them and telling them that the movie was out and they had seen it, <laughs> you know, or they had a VHS copy. The guy who directs the documentary, actually, I don't know if, I guess you caught this, is Joshua. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, so the kid from the movie is making the doc, but the main star of the documentary is, um, what's his name, Greg Hardy? Um, oh, George Hardy, George Hardy, yeah. George Hardy, who plays the father in the movie, and he's a dentist, just a very like sweet, lovable he's so guy. Positive, yeah, yeah. Like, and he just, unlike the director, he knew he never makes any claims that he thought he was making art. Um, but he's very happy that people are finding it and just really like embraces the mm-hmm. crowd response. Um, the doc does a great job of kind of selling this as a really impactful movie for a lot of people. So all of that is to say, I think it's a pretty strong contender for favorite worst, worst movie. movie. Yeah. AKA Ashley. So bad. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so mine is the room. Not getting confused with room. Very different. Um, the Tommy Wiseau movie. And I'm picking this because I saw it for the first time in New York in a theater and it's very quotable and a lot of people have different like interactions with movie. And it's just, 
I just remember being like, yes, this is a bad movie, but people loved it so much and were so excited about it. It made you excited for it. So that's my pick. And it's, yeah. And I think they can quote that much. It's pretty cool. Well, and people do like certain, um, throw the forks or the spoons. Yeah. I, I, I had heard about the cult of the room before. I mean, there's Rocky horror, like the, mm-hmm. the oh, most yeah. definitive cult movie that people mm-hmm. have like done midnight screenings of forever. And it's good. <laughs> and it's good. it is what it is. Um, <laughs> then there's the room and then, you know, like, uh, troll two came out way, way before the room. I'm just, I, I actually didn't realize the room came out in 2003. It's like a new, that's a pretty new phenomenon. Yeah. Um, so, but it must've just become a cult movie, like immediately. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that was that like, that's one of the definitive examples. So good choice. Thank you. Thank you for me. Um, I'm going to go with something more in the vein of Troll 2, uh, especially genre-wise, where this movie is very aware that it's a good, bad movie. It's very aware of, like, horror movie tropes. Um, It's, like, making no mistake about trying to be anything other than an absolute, like, um, silly gory vulgar good time um with a great pun to boot called thanks killing gobble 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 it's so good yeah i think that the tagline is actually gobble gobble motherfucker yeah it is i love Um, a good fucking shitty tagline yeah have you have you seen thanks killing i haven't unless unless uh yeah has a best friend this is well so it's uh, a best fiend best fiend best fiend fiend. it is the equivalent of troll two where i hadn't heard of uh, it, it definitely has a cult following and i'm not saying i was even earlier late into the wave but i almost burned myself out be by like trying to get everyone to watch it claiming it is like my cult movie and then i just found other ones i liked more later mm-hmm. but as far as favorite worst movie this one holds a special place in my heart i feel like it's the closest thing to troll two that i i wasn't aware of when I first saw it. Um, and it is ludicrous. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it sounds like you like this, that one more than Troll 2, just in terms of entertainment value. Oh, for you. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hands down. All right. Well, Derek. Hey, come on. We're okay. We're not ranking these yet. Get out of here. No, he just said, Derek, go ahead. <clears throat> so, Drew, what's your favorite cartoon growing up? Favorite action figures growing up? <laughs> Well, that would not be Ninja Turtles. It would not be G.I. Joe. It would be He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Interesting. So my pick is Masters of the Universe, which. (laughs) Hell yeah. uh, Did you like the film? Because that is my choice for Rank the Blank this week. You know, I mean, I I could have easily picked it. The only problem was I was so young when I watched it that I had no idea it was bad. Yeah, so you're an idiot when you were young. Well, that's fair. Um, you are less intelligent when you're young. Lots of kids like I call things. kids idiots. So <laughs> yeah, idiot. Honestly, um, I, I think I've seen a good portion of this film and I don't truly want to shit all over it. But it, this did come up in uh, some Internet searching. So what the Internet says, you can say yes or no to each one. Bad creature makeup. Yes or no. No. Bad special effects. No. no. Well, yes. Medium. Maybe. Bad. Not on Eternia. Which huh? is the what? which Eternia is the planet that they they live on. Oh, like a bad representation of it. No. It so, so they're not on Eternia. Oh, at right. All yeah, the they're movie. in they're in the city. They're, yeah. Like yeah. they that's it's easier to film in us in L.A. than Eternia. And, uh, bad of. Star Wars Envy. I would say no on that <laughs> one. No. Yeah. So I just had to pick something and I know that Drew loves He-Man. So I just had to take a shot at him. No, think- it, uh, it it totally fits into this category. Um, I, I The whole like Masters of the Universe universe is cynical or like bad good in the sense that it has like fun, weird characters, but little minimal story. 
and so making you know the star of rocky four the the <laughs> the american hero um or the like intergalactic hero mm-hmm. is a funny is fun casting i mean he was Dolph Lundgren. Uh, Dolph Lundgren yeah. is is He Man, and he's just like he looked cool as the character. I mean, I think some of it holds up in the um, BDSM community. I'm guessing like some of the whipping <laughs> scenes are like still legitimately either titillating or disturbing. Uh, I remember them as a kid, like they show He Man getting whipped by like the the laser whips, and he's like really gets hardcore cuts and stuff so um uh, yeah by bdsm community which ones are you involved in the, all the masters of the masters <laughs> of the universe related ones and then a, a few motm bdsm yeah there you go i'll bookmark that um all right well now we can rank them i think uh this is actually gonna be pretty tough i got it I okay. I think I've got it too. <laughs> I think you're I, I hope Ash that you have the same rank. I don't think that. we do. Only because you haven't I... seen Things Killing, but um Ooh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So my rankings would be Things Killings first. And <laughs> then it would be the room. Yep. Then it would be oh, this one's top. Troll two and then Master of the Universe. Yep. I've got that in order. Wow. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. Uh the the room i've watched and i've watched similar to troll 2 having the documentary the room has the the Mm -hmm. seth rogan movie about the disaster artist which certainly adds more layers to the room but thanksgiving thanksgiving is just absolutely in the spirit of this award this category and you're gonna find out why in a second Congrats. Favorite worst Thank movie. You. How many weeks is this in a row? Uh, two. I think. Yeah, just like two. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't want to play this, but you are the true winner. Language learning. Nice tits, bitch. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I'm pissed. Your dog had an accident. What the hell? What kind of accident? Well, get it. I took this here axe and I accidentally cut him. Get it? Accidentally. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, Derek, you that. have you have to watch this movie, Derek. You have to watch it. You're gonna love it. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. It's, okay. It's like it's not trying to be anything. It's not trying to be like a great. It's so good. Yeah. Well, I don't get know. It, get it? Accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They said so. that pun like four different times, and then uh. yeah, it's it's. So just it's leaning in more than troll to the viewers that are listening through audio. Yeah. So Turkey, I, I think the the t- the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving star um, villain is named Turkey. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he is known for his wisecracks like Fred inspired by Freddie, inspired by Leprechaun, inspired by, you know, any any wisecracking horror villain. But they take it up another notch um that nice tits bitch line comes from the opening scene of the movie and there are at least three of these movies where he's chasing like this um uh topless woman through the woods and played by a porn star i believe Mm -hmm. or an adult film actress um and then he pecks her to death and says that so yeah well then the dog pisses on some of the turkeys yeah, well, there's that. There's an impregnation scene where someone doesn't realize they're having sex with the turkey. All right, save um, it, save the, it, save it. the condom is episode. turkey gravy. Yep, there's there's gravy flavored <laughs> condom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does use, he does practice safe sex at least. Derek, right. you have to well, watch it. You have to. Congratulations, watch it. Drew. I will watch it. You sick fucks. <laughs> I'll say one more spoiler for the movie. The turkey kills one of the main characters. Um, moms or grandmothers. And he wears her face very obviously over his little, oh, the dad, <laughs> over his little Jared. tiny turkey face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, so funny. And uses that disguise to kill 
uh, other people in town. And he like okay. greets them and like opens the door as like the turkey yeah. with his face. On. Nobody realizes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Thanksgiving. Right. Our favorite uh, worst movie for the week. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. Thanks, guys. Um, you deserve all right. that one for sure. Well, it's time to get back to our future presentation and share our final thoughts on Troll 2. Boop. What am I supposed to do there? Wrap up theme. <clears throat> well, I closed all my other tabs, so sorry about that. We still have a bunch more. Yeah, I realize that now. Wait. That's it. All right. So, Ashley, we've touched on this a little bit, but what were the reviews like for Troll 2? What's the fan response been? Um, delayed cult following. Uh, critics hated it as expected. I can read you some reviews. Sure. And we either we also have kind of a, a news clip coming up from okay. this. So reviews. Troll 2 is bad. Very, very <laughs> bad. The script is stupid. The acting is wooden. The special effects are laughable. The vintage 80s synthesizer score is cheesy. That's one. Yeah. Yikes. Fair. True, though. Um, the next one is even bad movies usually stumble into a good moment or two or at least reveal a brief glimpse of the good intentions that led the filmmakers down the road to cinematic perfidy. Perfidy? Yeah. Perfunctory? Per said perfidy perfidy okay well whatever critics showed troll us troll two however is a disaster from start to finish <laughs> <So>. <laughs> derek do you have the the news clip ready uh, yeah troll two skip theaters became a cheesy staple of late night hbo at one point it was voted worst film ever on imdb.com and the movie review site rotten tomatoes gave it a zero the lowest score possible Jeez. Then there's the plot. It has absolutely nothing to do with Troll 1. There's not a single troll in the movie. You know what it means? Instead, it's about a little boy terrorized by vegetarian goblins who want to turn his family into plants and eat them. Yeah, there you go. Um, there you go. Done. People were not sure what to make of it, obviously, um, but they figured it out eventually. <laughs> I can give a quick rundown on this week's box office. Of yeah, which did it make it? Troll 2 will not be anywhere to be seen. Um, we might have found the only theater playing it. So our ticket sales combined were not enough to crack the top 20. But the Marked for Death movie, that was the Seagal one, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's number one. Memphis Great. Bell, um, a war movie is number two and our old friend ghost number three still there, still huh? there and wow. it's 14th week of release Damn. as well as um the original fantasia is in re-release so that's interesting that is um uh in fourth place and finally goodfellas pacific heights mr destiny yeah no yeah. troll too lots of uh, well-rounded list but nothing Nothing uh, that we saw. Yeah, <laughs> so. nothing really surprising. Yeah. Um, so this might be pretty easy, but how 90s? Oh, no, we no... skipped our recommendation. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, so would you guys recommend it as a new release or old news? This I'll is, go first. This is interesting, yeah. Old news. <laughs> I'm not going to recommend it to anyone to see it. I'd recommend the documentary if that counts. Well, if you had only watched the documentary, would you have then gone and watched the movie? No. Okay. Well, so I'm pretty sure that's what I originally did the first time I watched this. And I would say new release. It's Ooh. a timeless release. There's, if you get the right group of people together, have the right attitude going in, you're going to get a lot of entertainment value out of this movie. Derek? Okay. Ditto. All right. Okay, fine. It can be a new release. I mean, I'm not saying it, but two out of three. You guys can have it. Fine. <laughs> um, so on a scale of how 90s, on a scale of shit, 
<laughs> You're losing it. You're losing, I'm losing it. it. I'm getting tired. Okay, so how 90s is this movie? Um, including hair, actors, music, tropes, etc. So so far we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with 89 out of 90, Pump Up the Volume with 87, and House Party with 84 to round off the top three. Where does this fall? Yeah. The I don't even know where to really begin. I mean are synthesizers super 90s? Yeah. I mean, this is this was made in 89. So it was finally, you know, hitting some screens and VHS in the early 90s. Um, I'd say it's more inspired by 80s aesthetics. Um yeah, I think I think this falls firmly in like the campy 80s horror um subgenre pretty much in all across the board and all those things the acting style the wardrobe you know is like uh the sisters some of the sisters it's iconic like looks feel 80s yeah that garfield mm-hmm. shirt was produced by the company flirts in 1978 <laughs> um true looked it up found a you few of those <laughs> online i found i actually did did buy one <laughs> 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 not the exact one she's wearing but the closest i could find um so yeah, so, I'm gonna say you know I mean 80s are close to 90s, but uh, 50s, 60s, something like that. Want to put it by like, Crybaby was 55, Leatherface is 60. I'm glad that we're in this range. <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't, gi- I wouldn't give it more than 55. Okay, I'm gonna do like 54. 50. Okay, that's fine. I'm good with 54. Okay. Okay, 54 to 90. So for the new release gift shop, so each week when you watch a movie, we take something from that movie and sell it for our profit. Um, try to. So, massive, try to. massive profits. Yep. So much money. We're just ranking in so much money. Um, so we have a couple like random things from movies like build a dick pottery kit from Ghost, which is hot <laughs> off the shelves. <laughs> um, and then we have a jar of tears from Crybaby. We have some gangster sugar pops. And some other <laughs> things, just random stuff. Uh, what do we want from this movie to sell? Oh, we have lots of good options. Um, yeah, we talked about corn on the cob a lot. What about kettle corn that's green, like green kettle corn? I think yes. I've, I feel like I've had that. The oh. Halloween themed. Not that corn. I'm worried about. Are you, are you okay, Drew? Corn infringement. Yeah, are you right? <laughs> gosh i feel like there was one of those i think i've not, had it too because it like changes your tongue yeah color. we had this like i had i've had blue and green and like all these colors of but is it before. vegan vegan it is it is not magical goblin <laughs> corn no. <laughs> so you guys want to do green kettle corn i think that's i mean i, I would vote for that Sounds i think, good. We, I I think good. we do need more snacks like when people yeah. are browsing we want to get them nice and sweaty yeah. and um yeah, immobile and, and so, gooey yeah and for the right price they can walk out of the store in a in a nice pot perfect or we get or we get like slowly pushed out of the store in a pot yeah <laughs> um okay so we have green kettle corn for the gift shop and then what is next week yeah next week we have another horror movie maybe a little more serious um we'll see this is a remake of the definitive zombie movie the zombie movie that basically pioneered the genre um back in the 60s so we're going to be watching the 1990 remake of this movie every minute the terror gets closer Every second, the tension gets deadlier. It's all right, don't shoot, don't shoot! Every moment could be your last. George Romero's all-new Night of the Living Dead, rated R. A remade by Romero himself. Theaters. Yep, did not know that existed. I am so stoked. Yeah, me too, actually. That's... I have well, we'll we can save it for next week, but but yeah, they've remade. He's made so many sequels, <laughs> and I've seen a smattering of them. Mm-hmm. But and I've seen the other remake that came out, you know, in the early two thousands. So this one was just 
This is uh, new to me and I'm very excited for it. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I'm actually really excited too. It looks good. Cool. Well, that is it for this week. We have had a long day at the theater watching a experience of a movie (laughs) and we're excited for October. If you want to follow along with all the movies we're going to be watching this season and next, you can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else you get podcasts. Ashley? There's green goo everywhere. That's a wrap. (laughs) I think this might have been a credit song. play that. <laughs>